Welcome to the Mind to Muscle podcast, where we focus on exercising our minds and our muscles. I'm your host and sweaty mama, Jennifer Loganville, and my goal is to empower you to live each and every day stronger than yesterday. Being the strongest in the room isn't only about your physical fitness, but your confidence and mindset. Here, I'm your biggest cheerleader as we learn how important it is to put your mind to muscle even before picking up the weight. Otherwise, what are you doing? Grab your water and get set up. We're starting in three, two, one, let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind to Muscle podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. She is a sweaty sister. What's up, Ashley? Hey, everybody. If you want to just jump in, introduce yourself, how long you've been here, and we will get started. Uh, My name is Ashley Wassman. I have been here for a total of four years. Um, I cannot remember my weeks. Stopped counting those. I'm a mom of four kids, recently a single mom of four kids, just trying to find my balance and my direction, and every day is a new day. That's right. I think a lot of members will love to listen to this because they're also on a similar walk that you're on of mom, single mom, just being a mom in general doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a single mom, but there are a ton of single moms or new single moms trying to find how to work out and do all the mom things. So first of all, what's it like to be a mom to four kids? Oh, our life's crazy. (laughs) My oldest is 14. He's, uh, we just went through freshman orientation. So we get Crazy. to start the high school life. My youngest is a first grader. So we're going everywhere. We're dancing, we're football, we're baseball, softball, all of it. So all the things. So I guess tell the sweaty sisters, that's who we're talking to here. Tell them what is it like to, how do you make yourself a priority with doing the workouts and being a mom with all the things. Recently, I um, listened to another podcast and she was talking about making time for yourself. And so I started setting my alarm for 5 Mm a.m. Get up just sometimes it's not at five. Sometimes it's a little later, but I get up and I have been trying to squeeze my workout in. Then that gives me time to prepare breakfast, everything we need for the day and get our schedules going. What time do you get your kids awake? Uh, 630. They wake up. So it gives you like an hour and a half to yeah. get, even if you don't get your workout in that day, like to just calm down and find some peace yeah. before the storm. Yeah. This morning I didn't work out, um, but it was, I was able to sit and I actually listened to the podcast yep. and then I drank a cup of coffee and watched some news and before I got them going. Do you feel like you're a better mom whenever you're able to have you time? For sure. And I'm a better mom in the evening Yeah, because I don't have to worry about you doing know, all the things. Yeah. I actually talked about that on one of my podcasts is like it you have to sacrifice a little bit of sleep sometimes if you want that you time to find balance because everybody needs some alone time you time whether you're getting your workout done. So what's it like to do your workout if you don't get it done during that morning time at home? Like how do you get your four kids situated long enough to get your workout in? Once I get home, it's, you know, the chaos of mom's home and everything. Um, I get them situated with either reading. I have a couple good readers or tablet time if they have to have it. Yeah. And I just go downstairs and I do my workout. The girls are young enough. They're seven and eight that they sometimes play with their dollhouse yeah. downstairs with me 
or they'll work out with me. Yeah. Um, and we just get it done before dinner so that then at once dinner's done, we can get our evening going. Do you feel like when you do get your workouts in versus when you don't, you notice a shift? Even if you do get that morning time workout done versus no workout done, like how do you feel like that's a reflection for your day? Um, I feel like it it sets my mood for the day in the mornings. And then if I skip it all together, I kind of feel it hanging over me like, oh, I should have done that. Um, not that it was because of my health or anything. It's because that was my me time yeah. and I didn't get it. Yeah. And I can tell. Yeah. A lot of members, they say they, when they don't do the workout, you have this guilt. They're like, will that ever go away? And truly I've been doing this for working out for 14 years. And I can say no, because I think it's because you feel so good when you get your workout done and you know, like, okay, I can think clearly. That stress reliever is my workout. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of, if I go more than two days without moving my body intentionally, whether even if it's like just stretching or something, I kind of get a little crabby and I'm like, I know exactly how to fix this and it's my workout. Sure. And so that's what works for me. And I can't say like you feel guilty that you're not getting it done. It's more of like, I feel guilty because. I know I behave better when I get my workout done. Yes. And so I just wonder if that's the same for like other people. You've been here four years. So like when you miss, do you think about it often? Yes. If I miss, I think about it most of the time. And I kind of have that guilty feeling. Yeah. And I I probably will never go away. So I have some questions from members. um, And I think some will take a little bit longer to talk about. So and then at the very end, we're going to do like rapid fire questions that are just fun. I don't want you to even think about them. So I thought this topic was really good for you just because I know you on a deeper level. And it is how many times have you stopped and started again? And what was the motivation that you had to keep restarting? I probably can't put a number on how many times I've stopped and started. I know I have not completed a full month since last summer. And so Every time I stop, I do have that guilt that sets over me that says, you know, oh, you need to be doing this. But the motivation that gets me going again every time, and it's probably because I'm a mom, but it's my kids and thinking about right now I'm the only thing they've got and I have to be here for them. And then it's just, I feel so much better whenever I do it. Just like you say, movement is medicine and, and it just makes me feel better as a mom, as a person. And, uh, I just don't think I could ever not be in this group. No, oh, I love that. I love that. It's who you are, really. It's like I am a sweaty sister now. Like right. you become. I have all the merch. I can't. Right. <laughs> you become JGFG and it's a lifestyle change. That's why also in episodes I've said like joining is not a quick fix. You're not going to get a 30 day fix and then your life is resolved and your body is exactly what you want it to be. It's a lifestyle change that you're making. It's a commitment that you are willing to do, but just for people who are not members, like, do you find your four years in? Tell us what it's like to press play. Do you still have that motivation as you did, like, on day one? I think so, because you never know what's going to happen in that video. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we might do the same moves all the time, but they're always different and they're always a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. You either feel stronger or, Oh, I feel weak today, you know, but I know I'm getting stronger. And I just like that it's always different. Even though we focus on the same muscle groups each day, we're still 
growing right. and changing. Well, we have to have those foundational moves because like it's yes, you have to do hammer curls. Like that that's all right. Like you got to squat, you got to do shoulder press. Mm-hmm. If you're going to grow those muscles, those are foundational moves that you're going to have to do. I try to do them with a little more pizzazz every different workout or I reprogram the workout. Like the reprogramming that I've done since 2023 started, I made it look different. And I always know if I need a change up on the weeks and the workouts and the months, the members are too. Mm-hmm. And so I always program my workouts and I write my workouts based on like, what, where am I at? I'm 14 years in on my lifting journey. Like I constantly need a change so I don't get bored. And I think that's what works for my members. So you guys don't get bored. Right. And then I just am like, I don't need pre-workout. I don't need alcohol. I just get up there and dance and just do my thing. <laughs> You've been in how many workouts with me on the screen? Uh, I think it's three now. Three. We're getting ready to record. Yeah. Four. Her first solo workout yep. with me will be aired also. Not for non-viewers, but for members. And we're going to do legs. It's that's a big step. A lot of members are like, you are a brave sister if you're going to go do legs with Jen. And it's true because leg day is never easy. Right. It will never be easy. For 14 years in and still every leg day is harder than the last one. And that's the whole goal. But if you always skip leg day, you're always going to be sore. Just like chest day. Some people are like, I don't like chest, so I always skip it. Well, whenever you do it, you're always sore. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. But stop skipping. You have to keep that foundation for every muscle group there or else you're always going to be sore and you're always going to hate it. Like I don't love back day. That is one workout that I'm like, okay, it's really hard for me to do back day, but, and I don't know why, because I love the results from it. I love it when I get going, but that is one workout that I'm always like least motivated to get upstairs and go record. My least motivated workout is shoulder day. I don't know why, That's my but favorite. I like it when I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of people say legs. That's legs for them. And I'm like, it's always going to be hard if you always skip it. So stop skipping your hardest day because when you are uncomfortable, you are growing. And that is the whole purpose. Ashley is my first guest on the podcast. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what we're doing with this. And I think we're crushing it so far. Hey, I hope so. And so she said, this is all uncomfortable doing legs on screen by myself and a podcast, but She's like a new person, like watching Ashley's story from whenever she was still in her marriage to now, like she's a completely different person. And what would you say is like your biggest growth? Like what has helped you become this change? Because there's some members or women listening who are going through what you were a year ago, and that is a really dark spot for them and they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what would you suggest for them? My biggest suggestion is to find what we like to call our tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Schuster sisters yep. and I, uh, we just are always there for each other. I can reach out to them on my darkest days and they can pull me back out. If, if you know, they need to, they can tell me what I don't want to hear, but what I need to hear. Yep. Also, just talk about it. Like there are so many people out there that are going through the same thing. And honestly, if you feel like you're being judged, then those people aren't for you. Exactly. And I had a lot of anxiety about going out in public. I'm a big Walmart grocery pickup person because I'm not going to see anybody in that line. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I've gotten past that to where I will go out in public and actually have fun and enjoy myself and not worry about what everybody else is saying because their opinion doesn't matter. That's right. If you wouldn't go to that person and ask them for advice, why do you care what they think about you? Uh, my dad told me that a long time ago, and I live by that because I'm like, if I wouldn't come to you, or I just I just heard this new same idea, 
but a different like thought. If you wouldn't trade lives with that person, why do you care what they say about you? That's a good one. So you're right. Like if I wouldn't want to live your life, then why would your opinion of me matter? And I was like, wow, that's really like inspirational of like, okay, yeah. If I'm going to go to someone and ask for advice, it's probably from someone who I respect on a level that I'm going to them for. So I like my dad's point of view of like, if I'm not going to come to you and ask you for advice, your opinion doesn't matter to me. Right. And so, and it is hard. Like you, like you said, you feel like people are judging you because everyone has a different story and some are darker than others. And some people just keep that inside and then they don't, people don't realize what they're going through. And so talk about it. We actually talked about like, get a journal and write it down. Like, even if you're like, I'm not there to go to therapy yet, or I'm not there to talk to a counselor, get a journal and write to a person or to yourself and have your kids do that too. Like, that's a big tip. Like, can you, do you feel like having your kids do similar things has helped them? Yeah. uh, Recently, my daughter Emerson and I went for a walk um, because she was having some pretty big feelings about going to see her dad. Yeah. And so we talked about it and we actually came to the conclusion that maybe she should write in her journal. She loves to write and read. So we stopped at Dollar General on the way home and got her some pens and a journal. And I have noticed she has been writing it. Good. I have not read it. Good. I don't plan on, yeah, I don't plan on reading it, but it, I think it helps her get those, those emotions out. And I have found that I like to write too. So I spend a little time every day before bed or even in the afternoon kind of journaling. And I've, Written letters to my ex-husband, mm-hmm. things that I probably will never say to him yep. or things that I want to say to him or, you know, to other people who have been a part of our journey. And it helps get that out. And then you don't feel like you're bottling it up all inside. Right. And you may never give it to him, but it's out and your feelings are on paper and it kind of allows you to release that trigger. Yeah. So then you can like... I was telling, like, I love to journal. Like, even if I'm going through something and I don't really even know how to talk about it, like, I will write it down in my journal. I write myself a letter twice a year, regardless. I've always done that. And it's, like, the beginning of the year and on my birthday. Every year I write myself a letter. I write my kids a letter every year, and I just kind of do, like, a yearly wrap-up. And sometimes I'll just write them a note. Like, Addie's saying this thing that's, like, I think is really cute right now, and I always want to remember how she says this word. And so I always will, like, Today's date, and I'll be like, just a recap. Addie said this, and she's going through this phase right now, and she's saying this, and I love it. And Reed's doing this, and Ava's doing this. And I, it takes sometimes I'll journal for an hour, sometimes it's five minutes. And I think it's good because then you can reflect. Or if I write something down that has triggered me in a day or two, I can go back and read it. And I'm like, okay, it's really not that big of a Mm -hmm. deal. I just kind of was reacting. And maybe if I were to go to my husband and say, like, this person said this to me, he would then form this opinion that maybe really wasn't a big deal sure. to talk about. So I always, I don't care who you are on this journey. I have a friend who lost a parent and my suggestion was like, write a letter to him or her in a journal of that person that you lost and like act like they want to pick up the phone and talk to him. Write to them as if you are on the phone with them and see if that helps you. And it's crazy just from the feedback. That's why I did a JGFG journal a few, like what, a year ago? And I think it. so many people are like, oh my gosh, I love journaling now. Even like five minutes of intentional things that you're grateful for for the day. Like I woke up at 5.30, mm-hmm. I had coffee and listened to the news alone. Like right. there's small moments like that are worth putting down on paper. 
And so I always write as if like my kids are going to read it one day. And so I will write to them. And and so I'm like, I don't know. I just think it's very impactful. So I did the same thing for Addie. I got her a journal for Christmas and I got her a little camera that she can like print the pictures off. Mm-hmm. And so like she writes in it like she had a sleep, her first friend sleepover at our house the other day. And so she took a picture and she glued it in there and wrote like their favorite things. And sometimes she'll share the journal entries with me. And I noticed she told me the other day she wrote in it because her dad made her mad. And she goes, I don't want you to read this one, which I never would. But she said, I said, how come? And she said, because I think you're bigger than me. So you might think my feelings are silly. So that tells me like, okay, she at least like maybe that's what kids are thinking is like, this may seem silly to you, but it's a big deal for me. So I hope that does help her finding the journal and writing in it if she goes to her dad's. Yeah. So another question that members have, um, they want to hear a success from what you have had with JGFG. How has it improved your life? Um, I think it gives me more of a focus on self-care. I always thought that was kind of a silly thing, but now I know that the 24 minutes, 30 minutes that day is enough to kind of keep me going. Yeah. It's not the same as a pedicure, but kind of is. Sure. Because it's like, and I talked about this before, like how you perceive self-care is totally up to you. Like a shower, like a long extended shower technically isn't the same as like a spa day, (laughs) but like I enjoy a long steamy shower. So do you feel like whenever I say like be the strongest in the room or like you can do hard things, how have you applied that in your life? Well, so recently, you know, just getting past the anxiety of other people's judgment, I can walk into a room and not worry about what's happening. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. That's the whole reason why I say be the strongest in the room. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, I'm not as small as I have ever been. I'm not as big as I have ever been, but... I know that I'm healthy on the inside because I'm healthy mentally too. And I think this group has helped me with that. And when I say be the strongest in the room, it's not like I expect you to have the biggest muscles and be the best shape in the room. Like that's not, has nothing to do with it. It is walking into a room and being confident enough in yourself that nothing else matters. That's right. That's my, like someone asked me like, what's your favorite success? And that is like when someone can walk in a room and know their worth and what they bring to the table that and not worried about anyone else. That is the biggest success for me. Right. Bigger than what a hundred pound weight loss can be. Like I value those things more because when you're loving yourself and your journey, that is when everything else starts clicking. I've recently decided that it doesn't matter. I mean, the scale has always defined me and I have recently decided that it doesn't matter. Nobody knows what that number is. Yes, thank you. And if if they do, it's they're just guessing because right. honestly, I don't think I even know what it is right now either. So I feel better in my clothes Good. and that's what matters Did to you me. get rid of the scale? I just put it away, yeah. Good. yeah. I always say, like some people are literally addicted to it and I'm like, get it out of your house. Yeah. If that's what that means, like you may, you have to like leave it at your parents or a friend, like Get it out of your house so you're not tempted to do it because it does not define who you are. Like I, you were in the group when I used to do welcome videos every yes. month. And I'm like, you don't have a little name tag over <laughs> your head that says, hi, I'm Jen and I weigh X amount of weight. No. And if someone thinks about that, like, good for you. I don't even know what I weigh. Right, so right. You're wasting more time worrying about me <laughs> than what I am. Good. That makes me so happy. So 
this kind of circled a lot of questions of like, how has 24 minutes changed your life? That was a big deal. What are some of the moves that you struggle with? Just because like, wait, how tall are you? I'm 5'3". Okay, you're 5'3". I'm 5'1". And like just you're bustier than me. Let's just be honest. Like I've got nothing. And so like this one specifically says, how do you do some of the moves when you have a larger chest? And so what are some of you? You told me before. Yeah, that so the T-bar row is hard for me because um, when you bend over and, you know, you're chesty. Yeah, it, it's harder. Um, So I just either modify it or like you gave me advice to yeah. do one side at a time. And, um, you know, my I'm not as strong in my legs as I probably should be. Um, but I just try my best. Like nobody's judging how I'm doing that and nobody's looking at me. At it's home. just me and you on the screen and that doesn't matter. And, you know, I was telling um Jen earlier that my daughter can, she looks at the moves like a bridge and she's like, oh, I do that in acro. And I'm like, I probably don't look as good <laughs> as you doing that, but I'm doing it. And I think it's fun to have them see Watching me do that. Because they're like, you're forming this relationship with them. Like mom works out. I was that was my next question for you was like how have you seen since you've started a positive impact on workouts with your kids like they see even if you said like they're playing dolls in their dollhouse while you're doing the workout in the same area they see mom's working out that means like it's okay to move our body this is good it's not because of something we ate we're not punishing ourselves because of this we are moving to be strong and healthy yeah and i've made it a point to to um not make myself a special meal. We eat the same things. I just, we just are more mindful about our portions, but I really like including them with our workouts. Last summer, I think it was, you had the challenge where we walked a mile every day. They walked it with me a lot of times and they loved it. I mean, they slowed my pace down, but that didn't matter to me. You know, I still was getting my mile in and they were having fun and they didn't even know they were exercising. Exactly. And that gives you like 30 minutes of being in their world. Yes. Like asking, like you said, like your daughter, like that's an opportunity. Let them open up to you and they probably wouldn't have had that conversation sitting across from you at the table. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it kind of gives us one-on-one time sometimes too, which they don't get because there's so many of them. <laughs> I know. That's what, I mean, it's a big transition from like two to three and then yeah. three to four. It feels like every time you add one, you're like, it's like equivalent to 10 kids. Yeah, really. that's what it feels like. <laughs> So your boys, do they see or ever like talk to you since they're older? Like, do they like ask you questions about working out or like, how have you seen like a dynamic change with them since they know you lift weights and stuff? Yeah. Um. So my oldest started junior high football and they did weightlifting in the summer. And so he didn't really want to start that at first. And then I was like, you know, mom does workouts too, even when she doesn't want to, yep. but it just makes us stronger for our end goal, which could be, you know, 10 years from now right. even too. And so he kind of got into it and liked it then. Um, my second son, he's he struggles a little bit with emotions and um, behavior. And so he, I think he finds that physical yeah. helps him a lot. We got him a punching bag for Good. Christmas. yeah. And I've seen him go out there, you know, and I'm like, he doesn't realize he's working his arm muscles as much as he is exactly. probably, but it kind of helps with a lot of his anger management, you know, and it gets him going. It really is. Like I have a friend who her son kind of was going through pre-teenage, like kind of going through this anger issues. And he found his outlet through like gaining muscle. And then it like became this obsession with him of like, 
I want to be strong. Or I had another friend on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like her son was really tiny and skinny. And so kids at school were like making fun of him for being so skinny. Like you like we're string bean and stuff like that. And he started like lifting weights. And now he's this like teenager who is jacked and he just looks incredible and like they're at their prime right now to do that kind of stuff and have these huge transformations and he his mom's like he's a completely different kid he's so confident now and then i actually talked to him and he was like jen people are coming up to me who used to make fun of me like ask me like hey can you help me and i'm like no (laughs) i just i just think it's funny because they're such an influential age even like middle, like every age until probably high school, then they think, you know, they have their opinion of what mom is or dad. But I think like in putting this influence in front of them now, even if it's like starting young, whenever mom's in the room working out, like my kids just know like mom's going to work out. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's part of who we are. And so even if our kids have so much energy on like a Saturday night, because we were like pretty relaxed that day, we make them go in the basement and I allow them to write a workout with me. And it's like Addie will pick 20 jumping jacks and Reed picks squats. And then I let them, every other person will pick a move. And then we set a timer for 20 minutes and we do their workout with them. And so we don't always record those because it's like a fun family mm-hmm. time. But some of them would be like, do four somersaults in a row. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try my best. But letting them have that kind of control. So I think, and I just see improvements like with my kids doing that kind of fun stuff. And then they, I'm like, see, now we get sweaty. Our muscles are sore. Reed's just started karate. And he's like, mommy, my legs hurt. Why? And I'm like, your muscles, yeah. they're growing. That's good. He's like, I don't think I like that. Like, Tough up, buddy. We're doing this. So I was just curious, like, four kids, and that's, like, all over the ages, like, how it's influenced them. So I love to hear that. Another question is, what motivates you on your hard days? Probably just knowing that I'm going to feel better when it's done. And, again, like I said, you know, I'm the only one my kids have right now. Mm-hmm. I very well could be the only one they have for a long time. And it's it's just to just be healthy. You know, I just, movement is medicine, yep. like we said. And I think that's what gets me going every day. It is. It's like not only move, like medicine for your body, but your brain, like in your emotions, like you can cope better with anything that's thrown your way. If I get a workout done and then something stressful happens, I react way better if I've already done my workout. So I, I will preach it till I die that movement is medicine and do it for someone who can't. Like there's yeah. someone in your life, I, every single person listening has someone that they know or they know personally that can't physically work out. So do it for that person. Like you're honoring, like I know this person would want to do it if they could. And so I think that also like instant motivator or do it for like your future self, like right. yourself at 60, 70, 80. Like think about if you start moving today right now, how much healthier you're going to be in 10 years or 20 or 30 years from now. And you're going to wish that you started younger. I have members who start and they're, you know, 100 pounds overweight and they're 50 or 60. And it's much harder to lose that weight, to move the body because they're in this like area of, I am so overweight, it hurts to move, but I don't have any other choice that I have to move or I am going to be on all of these meds from my doctor because of I'm, I'm ill. Yeah. And so I'm like, movement is medicine. Like, 
changing your diet can change your A1C. I'm pre-diabetic. Great. Let's change your eating habits. Move daily. Now you're going to have all of these positive outcomes. That's just the nurse and me saying all these <laughs> things. But so movement is medicine. I'll, I'll say that forever. This episode is sponsored by Top Notch Athletics. We customize tailored clothing for those that are here to get things done. We design clothes for those that never settle. The peak performers, the ones that never sell themselves short of the best. The high risers, those that never quit. The strongest in the room. Step into these clothes and your mindset shifts. You become top notch. Check out tnclothing.com to become your top notch self. Another one is, who is your most inspirational member that you look up to? Not already a friend. Oh, gosh. I know you and the Schuster sisters are close. We are close, but we've been close for a really long time. Yeah. Um, oh, I would say Maggie. I love Maggie. Yeah. She's really good. Um, I just love – she has fun. Yeah. She's always smiling. She brings her daughter in with her. It's it's just great, too. I don't even know her. We're not I, – I don't even know if I've ever met her before or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I, she just, she does She's inspire me. We, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her and her daughter's relationship. Like, yes, I look at that a lot and I'm like, I hope that's me and Addie yeah. whenever, and me and Ava when they're that age. And I'm sure like your daughters, well, your daughters are close to Addie's age. And so yeah. do you look at like, I always look at these moms who have kids that are teenagers and even adult children. And I'm like, your mom goals. Like yeah. I, I hope I'm like you whenever my kids are that age. Like Susan Potter is a big mom goal for me whenever I see like as like she's got adult kids. And so I'm like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So Maggie, she is, I love her. She's fun. She's fun. She's beautiful. She's sweet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's a great person to choose as your motivation. Okay. So we're going to do rapid fire questions. Let me oh pull boy. some up. What is one thing you love about yourself? My smile. I, I got it. voted best smile for my senior class. Hey. So I hold on to that. <laughs> you have a great smile. Um, managing mom life. What is one thing besides your workouts that you do to fill your cup? Spend quality time with my kids. My girls love shopping days. They're hard for me, but I know that they love that. So even if it's just going to Walmart and looking through the little jewelry section or something like that, just quality time with them. What's one guilty pleasure? Reese's peanut butter cups. Amen, girl. <laughs> Amen to that one. Another one, what's one of your biggest accomplishments? Doesn't have to be workout related. Just anything? I would say my biggest accomplishment is probably just my career. Like it was never anything that I thought I would do. I work in um real estate title company. Mm-hmm. I never thought I that was never on my radar. And it's I don't think it's on anyone's radar to ever have that job. But I love helping people. And we help people buy their first home, you know, 50, 50th home, whatever it is, rentals or farms. It's just so fun to see people come in. You're getting them at the best stage. too. They're like so pumped and excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're excited. And I just love I mean, I've seen a meme where it's about customer service people where you know, we're so happy. And then it's like, oh gosh, these people are crazy, you know, but I just, I do. I love seeing people happy and you get them past like the loan officer part where they're like, I get them at the very end where they're like (laughs) ready to move in. Yeah. That is a fun, I like that. Um, what if you could eat dinner with one celebrity, who would it be? Oh, that's tough. Rachel Hollis. I love her. I do love her. I do love her. 
Do you know her husband recently died? Oh, it was her ex husband. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm I know. so sad about that. I yeah. like each of them separately. Yes, I agree with that. But Rachel, she's just she's down to earth. Yeah. I feel like she's a lot like you. Ah, <laughs> what a compliment! Thank you. What she's what you get. That's how I I when I just started my business, she I looked to her for a lot of like inspiration of like just talking to others and like what I got most of it is like. Just be yourself. Okay, this is a good one for you. Another question, and this kind of relates to the topic we're talking about. Someone asked, is Jen really Jen? Like, is the Jen you see on camera the same Jen that you Oh, for hang sure. Out with? Yeah. For sure. When I walked in the door, it was over the top Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in. She, so I have this water delivery service, and every time, they come every Thursday, and I have members come on Thursdays, and it, they come roughly at the same time. And two out of two, the past two Thursdays, a member's come. I hear a knock on my door. I go open the door and my arms are wide. And I'm like, what's up? And it's the water guy. And it happened. I was like. We walked up the steps together. I was like, I bet he's coming to the same place I am. Yeah, and last time he's like, wow, what a welcome. And I was like, you're not who I thought you were, but hello. So uh, like I said, what she's what you get, and I try very much so. I'm the same person. I have struggles in, in life and also just like everybody else, but what you see on camera during the workouts is truly who I am. I agree. What makes you feel like the strongest person in the room? I think just the workout itself. You know, if we're going on the workout route, um, just being able to do the moves. It wouldn't have been something that I could do by myself. Um, I couldn't just go to the gym and do yeah. these moves. Um, and I think it's just encouraging. And I like seeing when other members come do workouts. It's really nice to see that, hey, they struggle too. Or, you know, oh, I should be doing my move that way or something like that. But I think I I, I just like seeing everybody. Which is why I do that. I, I have members come and work out with me. So then my members at home are like, that's more like my body type. I'm not a 5'1". 150 pound person like Jen, like I am taller. I have some members who are like six one, six two, and they're like, that move doesn't work for me the way it works for Jen. And while I give alternatives, it's really nice to see a similar body type do the same move in a different form. And people all have different ages come up and they're like, Jen, it doesn't look the way you do it. And I'm like, I wouldn't expect it to. Like I And I would be honest, I do um sometimes postpartum or pregnant moves if if I can't get the other one right. I have a lot of members yeah. do. And and so I I kind of corrected and that for a little bit. And I would be like, I'll say pregnant mamas do this. Or then I realized like a lot of people just do. And so then I started just having it on the screen of like alternative move yeah. doing this as a whole. I still tend to because my mind still thinks like I'm postpartum. So then I'm still saying like pregnant postpartum mamas do this. But more members than not will say like, if that move didn't work, then I'll do the alternative move or the pregnant mama move. And then someone's like, I haven't been pregnant in 40 years and I still do it. And I'm like, what's the alternative move for that? So that's fine. My goal is just like, just move. Like if you can't do a burpee high knee, I give you like, do step out jumping jacks, do jumping jacks. Don't just stand there. And so that leads me to my next question. Truth time here. Oh boy. I love getting, I love making and asking questions that make people uncomfortable because I love it too. Have you ever posted that you did a workout and didn't do it? I have not. I love that. I asked that at my, one of my big events, we did like anonymous sheets and that was a question and a lot of people said, yeah. Oh no, I have not. Have you ever just skipped a move completely and just stared at the screen like, no, yeah, I have. 
Hey. I, I will admit that. Yeah. That's okay. It's probably a burpee, too. Yeah. That's what I would say. That's what actually made me think of asking you this question. Because sometimes, like, if while I was pregnant and I was like, wow, I'm quickly reminded why I don't like these, I would be like, good job, Johnny. You're doing great. And I just stand there and watch. But it. I will say, like, burpees or mountain climbers or something like that. I did do a class at the Y and Kim and Stephanie did it with me. And if you do them incline against a wall, it's much easier. It's easier. And so on those days that I'm like, I just can't do that. I will do it them that way. Yeah. Also. And in my jumpstart video, my jumpstart series, I'm getting ready to release. It's like teaching you form. It's like five days of like, if you're brand new, you've never picked up a dumbbell. I'm going to teach you and I give you alternative moves like that. So if you're like, I can't do a burpee. Great. You can go at an incline, go to your countertop and just do like a mountain climber form. And you're still and like I say, like even if you're you don't have anything near you to do something like just step out, jog in place. I don't care as long as you're moving your body. That's the number one goal. And some people start there. They're like, anytime you do some crazy combo move that I just I truly cannot do, I just jog. And is that okay? Absolutely. That's okay. Yeah. So watching yourself from like, you said you've never lifted weights, you've never worked out before prior to JGFG four years ago. Do you remember your day one workout? I do. Um, It's like a core memory for a lot of people. Yeah, it it was a chest day because I started on a Monday and it was the first week of the month when we would go slower and Um, you would explain every move, you know, and I thought this is taking forever. (laughs) But then, you know, I I could feel myself correcting my form a lot. Yeah. And um, I can remember being so sore that first week, too. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, we'd get up and down and up and down. And I was like, oh, this is – I don't know if I can do this. And I actually did it for about a month. And then I was like, I don't think I'm going to go back. Yeah. And then Kim and Stephanie joined. And I was like, okay, we, we can do this. So – and then we just – I just never so stopped. So rem- remembering week one, day one – like comparing to now, what do you think has been like your biggest growth? It was like that mindset of like, no, I can't do this move. Yeah, I definitely had the mindset, oh, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that one. Or um, this I'm, sucks. It's taking forever. Yeah, and now it's just like they fly by, and I actually look forward to chest day moves and back day moves. Yeah. You know, I know what's kind of coming, but not really. And yeah, so I just, I don't know. It's fun now. Good. Yeah. It, and that's typical. Like I remember starting at the gym a long time ago and I'm like, I have been here 10 minutes and it feels like two hours. And a lot of members are like, it's 24 minutes, but why on the first month or the first week is it feeling like this is an hour long? And I'm like, because you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to learn. Yeah. So you're also like, you're learning the moves, which is a lot. It can be overwhelming. Now you're told like, I got to drink all this water and I got to make all these changes. That's why I say like, when you start pick like two attainable goals, like learn the workouts, learn the moves, drink your water, start there. Yeah, I think I started off we, too think, fast. Yeah. yeah, just trying to think I was going to change everything at once. And I didn't. I I now know like if I do fall off, then I have to just bring the workouts back and yeah. then I can focus more on my food the next week or something. So what's your focus right now? Like what are you currently focusing on? Right now I'm just focused on getting the workouts done on the day that they're posted and I have started adding a mile walk into my day. So over lunch, I don't leave to go to lunch anymore. I leave and walk a mile and come back to the office. It helps clear my head. Good. It's like a mental reset. So like yeah. even my like my employees work from home, I'll tell them. Like I'll text them and be like, go for a walk. And it really is like they'll 
go for a walk and they're like, oh, I didn't really need that. I didn't yeah. realize I need that. And it just resets their mind. And I just encourage, like even me, like I'll go out, even if it's not even outside, go shut off work. That's like a big tip for if you're working at home or whatever, entrepreneurs, like stop for 30 minutes. You have to pause whatever you're doing because then whenever science shows, like you are more successful in your workload whenever you stop, take a break, and then you can produce more out of it versus you're like just like sitting all day and it feels redundant. Like mm-hmm. then you're motivated to do it again. So normally I'll like work in the morning, go do my workout and then work in that. That's my break. Yeah. So what does like meal prepping and fixing food for you and your kids? You said you don't fix different meals. So like no. what does that look like with four kids? Well, so I every Sunday I scramble up um, anywhere from 12 to 18 eggs yep. with sausage. Uh, they make breakfast burritos mm-hmm. and I just eat it without the tortilla, sometimes with or without cheese. Uh, and I can just that we can just scoop it out and take it with us. They do get breakfast at school if mm-hmm. they want it so they can choose what they want. But my boys are kind of, they probably eat two breakfasts and I don't know it. <laughs> but It's a typical Yeah. Part. So um, the other thing that we like to do is I like to just always have chicken on hand. And yep. I've noticed that they like to eat that as a snack after school. Yay. We have fruits and vegetables all the time. We have ramen and macaroni and cheese right. too. But I just don't, I don't eat those things. It's for them to have. But I just like having all of that stuff. So I spend a lot of time on Sundays prepping yes. vegetables. Were you like that before or just clicking like it's all It's just been group? clicking. Yeah. Like my number one tip is like I've said it even on the podcast before, like always have meat prepped. So yes. sides are easy to fix. Even like on your nights you're going to basketball and you're doing like all these things. Like if you've got the chicken prepped, maybe their dish that night is mac and cheese on the side. But it, at least they have their core protein in Right. And that's the same thing. Like, okay, I only have time to warm up some chicken. Great. At least your metabolism is up and you're fed with the chicken. And sometimes that's all it takes. Like like I said, like you can warm up instant rice. Mm -hmm. Takes two seconds. So have you noticed like your kids shifting and like eating better because of this change that you're making? Yes, I have noticed it. Yeah. They crave the apples and the oranges that I have on the counter or the bananas. And if we're out, hey, we're out, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's, yeah, they definitely love it. Do they have like, do they like soda or juices? Like I have some moms who say like their kids are struggling with like these food changes and I'm like, and they don't understand like, so whenever people come to me, they're like, I need help not only with myself, but like just making family choices better. And so I'm always like, okay, what are like what like what's a drink your kids drink a lot? Because I've talked about it in the past, like orange juice has a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. Soda, obviously, milk, like these hidden sugars and these drinks that these kids are drinking, like eliminate that. And I always make my kids drink a certain amount of water before I allow them to drink. And my kids are like their guilty pleasure is orange juice. Like how random. But they love orange juice and read especially. And I'm like, nope, you have to drink two of these bottles of water for your whole day before he's allowed orange juice. And I've just noticed that's helped him be like, and he's like, why? And I'm like, because water is healthy for you and you need to drink that for your body. And he then he's like, fine, and he'll do it. But it gives them a goal to work towards. Sure. Yeah. My kids, they like the soda yeah. and stuff. But I buy the groceries, so I just don't buy it Amen. anymore. Amen. Thank you. I have. Sw- we do keep bottled water in our spare refrigerator. Yep. Um. I notice that my kids grab it, 
And I'm not against paying for bottled water if that means that they're going to drink it right. more. Something about like the convenience. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And, you know, I my one of my daughters, she really likes orange juice, yeah. too. I just don't really keep it yeah. anymore because it's just not worth fighting them for it. But they do take water bottles to school every day. And I think that helps yeah. a lot because they just reach for them now. Honestly, I learned with like my kids that gets them out of class. So they'll drink as much water as they can at school <laughs> yeah. so they can leave and go pee and fill up their water. That would be my oldest. That's like <laughs> yeah. Addie's like, mom, I drank two of these. And I'm like, how long were you in the bathroom today? <laughs> um, and then she comes home with mascara on and I'm like, I didn't know you had mascara at school. Well, I went and filled up my water bottle and went pee and put mascara on. And I'm oh like, my gosh. Adeline, seriously. <laughs> She's me. That's like something I would <laughs> yeah. have done at school. Um, so that's funny. I love it because so many moms are like, well, uh, my guilty pleasure is eating Oreos and I have a problem with like I'll binge and I'll, I'll follow my macros and I do all the things and the kids go to sleep and then I'll binge while I'm watching a show. And I'm like, then stop buying the food that you're binge eating. Easier said than done. But I love hearing that finally you're like, I just don't buy the food. Yeah, I just had to stop buying it. I just just don't get it. And then I don't have the temptation to have it. So what is like, if you're feeling like, a okay, I really am like, if you're like down, like it always find the people when they're going through times of stress and being a single mom of four kids, that's stressful. Like in itself, not even all the other obstacles that come along with that. So if you're feeling down and sadness and I see like just from like overall and even personally, it goes in waves, clearly, that's human. When we're down, we tend to grab for the bad stuff a little bit more because we're less motivated. We're not drinking the water. We're not eating the protein and doing our workouts. So when you're up, you are like, no, I don't need that. So whenever, how do you get over that hump of like the low lows to the high highs? Like where do you find that happy medium right now? Because I feel like knowing you personally, that transformation in the last year that you've made in yourself, you have come over so many obstacles that you... I just like look at you and you radiate now. I think I said that in one of your sweaty selfies. I'm like, you're glowing. Yes. I love it. So how like from a listener, say you're talking to a sweaty sister who's going through the exact same thing that you're going through right now, who's listening. What's your tip for her on the low lows that there's light at the end of the tunnel? Besides like journaling and stuff like that, like real, yeah. so like your my, best friend. Yeah. On my bad days, whenever I want to reach for something, I keep the crystal light packets at yeah. home. And then I think I'm having a special treat with that. Also, I just, I've gotten better about positive self-talk, yeah. you know, just telling myself that you can have a bad day, you can have a bad minute, but it's not going to define who I am as right. a person or a mom anymore. You know, I make terrible choices as a mom, I'm sure. And it- We all do. Yeah. And it's, that's not who I am though. You know, I'm just having a bad day or a bad- moment in time and just you just got to keep pushing yourself forward music is my I love music I love to listen to music so I do I walk you know a lot with my earbuds in and listen to music because that just kind of brightens my day I gotta ask some people who I think are like totally like I never can guess their genre what's your genre of music that you listen to I listen a lot to country but I really like classic rock that's I could have probably guessed that yeah. Well, like one of my employees said she runs to like 
Rascal Flats, like what hurts the most. Like she's like, I want to be crying when I'm like, we are oh, opposite. No. Yeah. <laughs> I want some motivational punks, and she's crying on a run. I'm like, we're totally different. Yeah. So after that, I'm like, I'm always curious, what's in your headphones? So yeah. that's funny. So that is great advice. That don't let one moment, one bad day, snowball into a bad month, a bad week, like. A moment doesn't define you. I I like to say this saying a lot, like, if it doesn't matter in five years, it doesn't matter in five minutes. I use that a lot with my kids since yeah. I've heard you say that. It it doesn't. It's so true. And you can use that literally on any aspect. Like, even if your your kids are having a moment, like, it's not going to be who they are in five years. Like, it's okay to have a moment, but we need to realize that is just one moment. It's a single moment of this season, and we don't have to let it break us to turn into a whole nother month long of a depression or a, a bad moment. Right. Does it turn into a bad month? So I think it's finding that and probably there's probably some days that you feel like snowballed. Sure. Yeah. From a moment to a month and you're allowed those. But when was like this clarity of that you had in your like last year of this big life change? Like what day did you wake up and you were like, I'm feeling like me again. That's a big deal for people. Do you have any like defining moment that you were like, it, it all kind of came together for you? I would say I can't probably pinpoint the actual day, but it was just knowing that it's either now or I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I just, you just have to get up and keep going. And when there's, no one else there to get the kids up every day. I, you just can't have one of those stay in bed days. Yeah. You just don't get that option whenever, you know, you're the only one there. And I think I just, it clicked one day. Like I sat there and I thought to myself about, I would stop and get donuts on the way to work. Like, what was I doing? Yeah. Why was I doing that? And it's just like, it hit me one day. You know, I, I love Pepsi mm -hmm. a lot. But I just had to stop and just yeah. say, you can't do this all the time. Yeah. Because it's not blessing your body in the way that it needs to be blessed. And if you want to bless your life, you have to take care of right. yourself. And I, I hate saying like, you are what you eat, because that's like, I take that with a grain of salt. Like, eh, like you're allowed a splurge. Like you're allowed a Pepsi if you want a dang Pepsi. But like, don't make it who you are. Don't make it every day after lunch, you stop and get one. Right. And then you grab a Reese's right. on and the way out it, the door. It kind of snowballs. It snowballs very and, quickly. Yeah. But are do you feel like you're at a point right now, like if you have a Pepsi with this like mindset that you're in right now, like I can drink a Pepsi solely and life will go on. I think so. Um, because I don't, I'm going to throw her under the bus. Yeah. But I only drink a Pepsi now when I go to lunch with Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I'm gonna get her. That's okay, uh, it, but, but it's like a, it's like kind of like a social drink. It is like it's like it is. We can go out for drinks. We can go out for a Pepsi, and that's fine. Like there's sometimes where if I eat at a Mexican restaurant, I have to order soda. Yeah, like that's it's just the, like an associated yeah. food. Yeah, exactly. And it's I'm like I don't care because I'm not gonna drink this at home. I'm not gonna drink a Pepsi every time I eat lunch. But it's like if I'm gonna eat at a Mexican restaurant, I want to. I want a soda with it. For yeah. some reason, there's a correlation. I agree with that. And like chips and salsa and something like a soda, like that is like a chef's kiss. Yes. And so, but again, <laughs> like you have to, you're in charge of the food. The food's not in charge of you. Yes. And I think whenever people are in like this state of like, 
fight or flight or they're like in this emotional state and they don't know how to recognize like they've got these blinders on they can't recognize what their feelings are they're just living through the motions and that's like a crutch or a comfort for them is this food but you have to realize like addiction looks different it can be you're addicted to food you're addicted to pepsi you can be addicted to all these different things like working out but you have to control, like it's a choice. Yes. We've talked about this in the past. Like addiction is a, in a, it's a disease-ish, but you are choosing what you're doing with that. Like are you choosing to grab what you're addicted to? And I have members all over the spectrums of like whether they're struggling with food, eating disorders of like overeating, binge eating, bulim- like all of them. I see them every day and I talk to members through them every day. But it's a choice of like what you're doing about it and how are you proactively overcoming. And I think that's a huge, like it's a choice. Like every day you wake up and you get to make a choice of what your day looks like. You choose what your mindset is, your behavior, if I'm going to have a good day or a bad day. If someone tells you, walks up to you and says, I don't really like your hair today, like you can let that define you or you can just be like, good, I don't really care. Right. And so there comes a point and I've seen it and I've personally been there like where stuff like that can like control you. But whenever it clicks one day and then nobody else's opinion matters and you're like, I woke up one day and these kids don't get to school without me. These kids aren't going to make dinner themselves. Like I have to be who I want them to be proud of. Like you want your kids to be proud of you and be like, we did it, mom. Whenever they're 20, 30 right. years old, they are going to come to you and be like, mom, we overcame some hard stuff together. We did it. And you want to look back and like remember those moments in a good way. Like sure, there's darkness that comes with it. But four kids and a single mom's not easy. And but are you so proud of yourself for this? I think I, I think that might be one of those defining moments where I realize, you know, I am doing this. And I'm doing it well. Right. You I'm, are. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing it well. Right. And there's no handbook on how to be a mom in general, but I'm a single mom with four kids. Like, you make it look easy. That's why whenever I was like, what's it like to have four kids? Because oh, it's hard. <laughs> every kid is 10. <laughs> yes. So you have 40. <laughs> so I just think you're so inspiring to so many members. And members will tell me, like, Ashley inspires me because she is doing what I wish I could be doing. Like, how, how is she, how does she have the confidence to get on the screen and record workouts with you? She's been on the screen so many times. And I'm like, she just does it. You, As Bryce says, we're besties now. That's right. Her son goes, mom, where are you going today? And he said, she said, I'm going to Jen. And he goes, are y'all besties? Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm your workout bestie. That's you didn't right. know that you needed until I'm here. And like you and I have had some tough conversations and I will be honest with you. Like I'll treat you like I'm your best friend. And sometimes I tell you things that like you're like, oh, I didn't know I needed to hear that. Right. Or ouch. But I do it with the best intentions of like, I see your strength. I see you as like who I know you can be. And I want you to see yourself how I view you. And I've seen you in a lot of different seasons in four years. And I love you through all of them. And do you ever feel like you're judged from me or the Sweaty Sisters whenever you like go through a season of like falling off the workouts and then starting again? Like give us maybe a non-listener like perspective of what that looks like. Well, anytime I've fallen off, I usually do reach out to Jen um, and talk to you about that. And you always encourage me to get started again. But I have never once felt like anybody was judging me in this group at all. Yeah. No one. I wouldn't allow it. But no. Like, it, it is hard. There's a lot of members who are like, 
I snuck away and I like one workout miss missing one workout. Do you feel like that's like a snowball too? Like if you miss one, yes. is it easier to miss more? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And and I've had someone who missed a sh- like never missed a streak of a workout on the day posted for like years, and then she missed one, and she was like, "Well, I already broke that, so now it's easy." To miss another and then another. And I'm like, absolutely. I won't let you. Yeah. Because you've been here doing this. You, I know you can do it. Do it. So it is easier. Like once you're on this streak of like consistency, and that's why I say consistency looks different, but don't break your consistency. Because even like personally, I've done it before. Like I'm going to take an extra rest day. Did I really need that? No, I could have gotten my butt up and walked or I could have gotten. And then it's harder to get going again once you've taken that extended. Is there times of need where you truly need a rest if you have not had it? Absolutely. But are you creating a crutch or an excuse is what I like have to ask myself sometimes. Like if there's an extended weekend, I could have marched my little happy booty downstairs and recorded a workout. But did I take an extra day? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I just looked and I took a three-day rest day period and I was like, I've not done that in so long, but I did I need it? Sure, maybe mentally, but I was like, did I use it as kind of an excuse? Sure. So I was like I was laying in bed and it was 10 o'clock and I was like, nope, I'm going to get down. So I went downstairs and I pressed record and to set up a workout to record it is a lot. It's more than just pressing play right. as like I'm doing the workout, but I did it. And did I want to? No, everyone in my house was asleep, but I did it and I felt better and I had got rid of that guilt. And then I knew my day was like, even though I was going to sleep, it was going to be more successful the next day. And I was like, pressing play was so much easier the next day. So you'll never regret a workout. You'll always probably regret missing one though. Yeah, I agree with that. And so it just, when members fall off or they they'll message me and be like should I post or should I start back with the weeks that I left off on and I'm like I don't that's totally your call I don't care I don't compare if you have fallen off for a week or two and then you come back that doesn't whatever makes you the most successful if that means like you're allowed a break it's fine but I think everyone has a different opinion do you restart your weeks I don't um and that's why I've lost track of them yeah um I have it written down at home and I just can't remember what it is now, but I wanted to restart and then I thought, no, right. It's part of my journey. It's part of, that's what I think of it as. It's part of my, yeah, my status here in this group. Like, you know what you've been here. You've never left the group. You've been here. And so it's who you are. That's right. And so I, I agree with that a hundred percent. So if you're feeling like you're stuck, or if you're talking to a sweaty sister, we'll do two more questions. If you're talking to someone who has fallen off or is in a tough spot, say something to her right now listening that's going to get her going again. Just push play, even if it's for the first round only. Mm-hmm. Just push play. I have not completed a workout before, yeah. but I knew that all I needed was just the push to move forward and the next day would will get better and it just just like a bad day snowballs into a bad week, a good day snowballs into positive good weeks. I always say this to you guys, motivation comes after movement. And even if that's five minutes of movement, you're going to be more likely to press play or move again the next day mm-hmm. if you had just 10 just minutes. Just put your shoes on. Right. Even if it's just put your shoes mm-hmm. on and walk around the house. It's just move. Something. Yes. 
And then you're like, oh, while I have my shoes on and I'm walking, yes. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm gonna, Like it snow, it truly does. You can snowball in a positive way or you can snowball in That's a negative right. way. That's right. You get to choose. Life is a choice in Europe. It's up to you. It's entirely up to you. So last question. One piece of advice, biggest piece of advice. This was a very common question. Like over in general, mom, like wrap it all up as a female starting JGFG, one piece of advice. My one piece of advice would be to just take each day, one day at a time. Mm. Don't look at the big picture. Just focus on the 24 hours in front of you. I love that. Just. And also forgive yourself for like. Yes. We've talked about this before. Like you can't be focused on the past. It's behind you. The past is behind you. And just look towards your future, but just look towards it one day at a time because that's all you can control. Absolutely. I love that. I love that because you can be so hyper-focused on like, well, in a year from now, I would like to look like, you know, 40 pounds less, but like, don't do that. Work on tomorrow. That's right. Make make the good choices today that's going to make a better tomorrow. Correct. 1% better. I love it. Thank you for being Thanks here with for me. Having me. I this hope was you fun. guys have just loved. We just like I'm treating when I have members here just like a conversation with me in the studio. That's what it is. That's what I how I treat every time a member comes. So we just wanted to start letting you guys hear those conversations and hopefully you take something positive away from with this. And we love you. You're strong, you're powerful. We'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind to Muscle. If you'd like to tune into future episodes, don't forget to follow me on your preferred listening platform. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure and leave a review. I really appreciate those. Don't forget you are strong, you are powerful, you are worthy, and you can do hard things. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.